Hello! Welcome back to another episode of my Inside Voice podcast. How the fuck are you? What are you doing? What are you saying? What is happening? I hope everyone's doing well. Um, I wanted to jump on here today to talk about oversharing. And I kind of had this idea in mind for a little bit. And I wanted to expand on it, talk about it in a way that is a little bit more nuanced and is, um, you know, a, a theory that I've had for a bit. So for me, it reflects a theory that I've had for a bit. So for me, oversharing is in two categories. There's like this toxic oversharing that is full of pretension and lies and to do with building a brand, building a persona, building an experience that doesn't really exist for anyone except the person building it. Um, It appeals to people's deepest insecurities and encourages them to consume, pursue, and want this brand or persona, this person or this company or whatever is trying to portray. Okay, so that's that's toxic oversharing. The other oversharing, okay, maybe there's three types of oversharing now that I'm thinking about. I'm just kind of fleshing this out, right? So that's the first oversharing is the toxic one fake lies trying to get you to pursue it and encourage you to want the same for that person or that brand's benefit then there's the oversharing that's what white people consider oversharing so what the dominant culture what patriarchy what these structures considered oversharing is which is don't talk about your trauma don't talk about marginalized communities. Don't talk about religion or politics. Don't get too deep into who you are um, because we don't want to hear it. We want clickbait things. We want fake things. We want things that feed into the toxic oversharing. By the way, that toxic oversharing is run by a machine that is also run by the dominant culture. So that's, I guess, I guess that that could be... I guess there are two types. Yeah. So toxic oversharing run by what white people want, these old white straight men want, and what they think is oversharing and what they think is good information. And then there's the oversharing that is extremely genuine, extremely helpful, and that's just sharing to me. That is extremely detrimental to our society's evolution it makes sense to people that have that same story but is also being put out into the world to change people's story 
that also gets put under oversharing because the dominant culture doesn't want to hear genuine things if it doesn't make money. As soon as you add a dollar value to genuinity or sincerity or realness, it becomes a commodity that people want to consume and buy and measure and keep score of. So it becomes essentially toxic oversharing. And the internet is full of both and everything in between, right? I'm, I'm just kind of giving my take on what I think these categories are, but there's so many more and there's so many in between and there's so many beyond. But I, ju I just think that like information can be kind of categorized under these two, two, two kind of headings. And for me... I've always been an oversharer. I've always been somebody that puts their story out there for people to read, hear, feel, listen to, coming from a community that always wants you to be quiet, handle things within closed doors, don't tell people about your bullshit, don't tell people about what you're going through. Um, suffer in silence type of shit and that has been going on for centuries will never stop going on um will continue to prevail probably in our culture till everybody's dead and will continue beyond that as well so how do i get around it and and for me like i'm i don't make money off of it i'm so-called uh quote-unquote not successful being you know this way um but I am this way this is who I am this is what is the essence of me who I truly work to be and okay I'm back that was weird what happened there. So the first part, the first like six minutes, six and a half minutes of this podcast was me fleshing out what oversharing is, what putting yourself on the internet means and is. And I got so frustrated. I got so self-conscious. I got so... Maybe it was just being surrounded by people right now because I usually do these podcasts in the car and there's obviously people on the road. Maybe it was just policing myself, censoring myself to the point where I felt like if I wasn't doing this for money or um, recognition or some sort of applause or whatever, then what's the point in putting this out? See, I get caught up in that, right? Capitalism is fucking dangerous. Patriarchy is fucking dangerous. Um, the dominant society is fucking dangerous because it'll catch you with a hobby or an interest or a passion that you're good at and that you love. And then it'll start to invoke this fear and this insecurity in you where you only want to do it if it closes those insecurities 
So the insecurity is that maybe you're not worthy, maybe you're, you don't make enough money, you don't have a good enough job, and that is somehow equated with this passion that you're doing. So you try to bridge the two that are not correlated at all or related at all, and you you just get sick of that passion or that interest, or you are quote unquote successful at bridging these two completely unrelated things, making money and a passion together. And then that passion turns into a job and that job turns into a chore and that chore turns into the bane of your existence. And then it becomes just like every other thing in your life. And then you have to go and find another passion and then the cycle repeats itself. So it's really fucked up. I got caught in it just now. I literally had a flurry of thoughts. It's like, why are you even fucking saying this if you're not getting paid for it? Why are you even fucking doing it if you're so-called, quote-unquote, not successful at it? Who cares if you're good at it? Who cares if you actually have something to say if only your mom is listening to it? Who cares? Why are you even doing it? And I got, I, I, I got caught up in it. And, and I've been caught up in it my whole life. I have people around me telling me that if you don't do this for money or recognition or power or status, then what is the point? You are wasting your life. It's useless. It's frivolous. I've had people tell me that my whole life, starting from my fucking father up until now. My family, my friends, past boyfriends, crushes, everything, right? And it's like a passion can't just be a passion. It can't just fuel you and motivate you to be a better person. An interest can't just be an interest. It can't just love love you and you can't just love it just for whatever reason is intrinsically true for you. No. These things have to make money. They have to fuel some sort of materialism, capitalism that should be in you to begin with. Like, you're, are you stupid if you don't care about money? Are you stupid if you don't care about power and status and money? If those aren't your top three priorities, then what are you even doing in this world? What are you, what are you even doing here? Why are you even here? You're useless to me. That's, that's basically what I've heard my entire life from every single person I know and have trusted. And yesterday I was with my cousin and he was like, you know, money isn't everything, right? And I know that, but that stayed with me because I know that that's who I am. And he looked at me so nonchalantly and he looked at me and said that with such innocence and such like not innocence but like matter of factly like you know money isn't everything right and I'm just like it just kind of clicked it just brought me back right to who I am and and how and it made me think how easy it is for me to and for all of us to fall into this dominant structure of what is good and valuable we're so easily influenced and persuade to think that what white people have built for themselves, for their benefit only, is what benefits us. Us meaning minorities, us meaning immigrants, us meaning women, us meaning 
people that aren't, that don't rule the world, but kind of do. That don't have the power, that don't have the status, that don't have the generational wealth. These are the people we are slaves to. These are the people that we're listening to. These are the people that we go to to measure our success and worthiness. The fuck? The fuck? What are we even doing here? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Hmm. We're here to share. We're here to connect. We're here to be. We're here to exist. We're here to be worthy. We're here to collect. We're here to acquire. We're here to merge. We're here to individualize. We're here to build. We're here to evolve. So when did power, status, and money become what we were here to do? Huh? When did working till we die become what, what we're here to do? When did procreating like rabbits and instilling these same toxic, dangerous values and beliefs into generations to come so we enslave, so we ensure enslavement for future populations? When did that become the move? When did that become the mantra? When did that become the motivation? It's been that way, Seema. Duh. Don't you know that everything needs to be monetized and measured in order for it to live? In order for it to be taken seriously? In order for it to have traction and go viral and whatever the fuck you want to talk about? Don't you know if, if you don't have 10 million people listening to what you have to say, you're voiceless? Don't you know that a tree does not make a sound if there's nobody to hear it? If there's nobody around to hear it? Don't you know that it's rendered unidentifiable if there's nobody around? There's no humans around to validate it? (laughs) God. By the way, that was all sarcasm. Uh, If a tree falls in the forest it most definitely makes a sound it most definitely creates vibration it most definitely has an impact and an effect even if there's no scummy human beings to experience it human experience is not the only experience our human emotion and thinking and the way that we choose to live in this ugly simulation is not the only way to live is not the only way to be we are not the most intelligent beings on this planet not by a long shot and it's funny that I buy into it daily and it's funny that I have to convince myself otherwise daily because it like I said in my last podcast it's really hard to sustain live and be peaceful out of bounds It's really hard to be something of value to others when you refuse to be where others are. It's really hard. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's really fucking hard to 
have that self-assurance and confidence to know that just because there's nobody around to hear you and see you doesn't mean you don't exist doesn't mean you stop existing so what does that mean then why am I doing all of this stuff what am I doing it for I'm doing it for me I'm doing it for what I love and what I want to do and how I want to grow and how I want to evolve based on my standards and guidelines, based on what I've rendered as important and worthy and significant in my life and to choose all of those, th all of those things above everything else and everyone else. It was funny, I was listening to my mom, I was talking to my mom the other day and I was saying something and she's like, why didn't you just say fuck you and I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah because I'm so downtrodden I'm so weighed down by the validation of other people of people that I think are more significant important because what because I bought into the capitalistic and materialistic and patriarchal opinions that power and money and status and all that shit is more than a person's character and the way that they treat people and the relationships that they have and the nature of those relationships and the nuances of their emotional range and and how they treat things that are not human to them and how they treat humans that are um how they treat humanity and how they treat collective consciousness and spirituality and their bodies and their minds and what they deem is important. There's so much, there's so many measures of success and value and worthiness. And it's not even measures, it's just what it is, right? These are universal laws made and created by nature herself, by the sun himself, by God itself, by the universe itself. And we as humans not only have littered and completely destroyed the planet that we inhabit, but we've completely obliterated all of these universal laws, all of these God, goddess, nature laws. For what? Paper? That nature also provides us at its detriment? Paper as in money? For what power, status, having the upper hand, ego? What does that do to you when you die? Nothing. It probably puts you in an early grave. So for me, getting back to the topic at hand, I know we've veered far away from it, oversharing as per the white man, as per dominant culture that is specifically designed to be racist and sexist and bigoted and homophobic and transphobic and all of those other disgusting things is not really oversharing. What we believe is oversharing is strictly because somebody told us it's oversharing. Because we don't want to operate outside of the dominant culture, dominant society's bounds. We bound and chain ourselves. And most people love it. Most people love to adhere to tradition and structure and institution because it means it gives their life meaning. It gives their minds something to turn away from and turn on to. But it doesn't mean anything. When you start to think out of bounds, when you start to think 
away from all of those things, your mind wanders and it's hard to sleep and you isolate and you ponder and you become this interesting artifact of the 5D and you become somebody that truly allows themselves to validate themselves and find worthiness in other things. Let's talk about marriage for a second. The institution of marriage, people fall into it because it's the thing to do. It's, it's, it's linear, it's, it's easy, it gives your mind something to gravitate towards that doesn't require a lot of thought, which is so ironic because marriage is like the most, like it's such a long-term thing. I guess, and the way that you operate in marriage and the way that you operate in the engagement phase and the dating phase is so formulaic though, right? So I guess it's not that hard. If you can follow a formula, then if you can study for a test and ace it, if you can follow a formula, you can, you can do marriage, you can date, you can be engaged, you can, you know, do all of that. If you can do all of that, you can do all of that, right? But if you're somebody like me, um, that thinks beyond that, that doesn't want to operate in traditional institution and doesn't buy into that's how humans work on a deeper level. They work, that's how humans work, but that's not how they connect on a deeper level because everybody has this sort of out of bounds in them, which is funny to say, but it, it just doesn't get activated at all in this lifetime ever. It takes a lot to activate things in yourself that mean something more than what you're taught and what you think is good, right? And, and that's where the, 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 the um, melancholy and the sadness and the conflict comes from when people want to activate other parts of their brain and their lives and they want to go out of bounds but they can't because they're completely tied and... Um, bespoken to this institution that is chained them completely so they either blindly follow that chain and willingly chain themselves or they completely go out of bounds and are considered you know a b and c to the rest for, to the rest of the world and they genuinely do their own thing or they do their own thing and they're out of bounds and they get completely isolated from the world and then they come back into the world because they can't handle the isolation and the complete lack of uh, attention or they suffer in the in-between their whole lives until they die so you have those four type of people right i guess this podcast episode is not really about oversharing or sharing it's just about what it is about and you got to decide who you are in those four people. Are you the one that suffers and dies in the in-between? Are you the out-of-balance person and is super fucking happy and is learning every day to evolve in the out-of-bounds? Are you out-of-bounds and then desperately and begging to come back in-bounds? Or are you completely chained and bespoken to the in-bounds? I am out-of-bounds and I'm learning to be really, really happy there. For my entire life, I was out of bounds, begging desperately to come back in, to be part of the cool kids, to be part of the in crowd, not cool kids, the in crowd, the popular culture. But I never was. I was never that. And now that I am out of bounds and I love it and I don't want, I have no, 
Um, I have no desire to be anywhere else. I'm having too much fun exploring what it is to be on the outside. I am not looking inside. I'm on the outside running further and further away from dominant culture. And it, it, it literally like helps me sleep. I, I can sleep at night now. I am, I am so um, intensely myself and authentic, requiring nothing from anyone else emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's not weird. It's beautiful. And for that, like, I think that's like the essence of Gemini season. Um, and if we can sustain that the whole year and be who we are in a way that feels authentic and happy and real where there's no conflict where there's no suffering in silence where there's no suffering in, in the in-between we can finally figure it out and we don't have to be chained to these structures and institutions that's saturn retrograde right and saturn retrograde is in my 12th house right now so every institution and system is on is 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 enduring and undoing is undergoing and undoing for me right and it's it's I'm, I'm beginning to sort of see what things are like when I am actually my authentic self when I am actually successful in the ways that I know to be successful in the ways that I know are more important than regular markers of success quote-unquote when I can actually look at myself in the mirror and be really fucking proud and know that the universe is proud of me and know that I'm aligned with what I'm supposed to be fucking doing, that is successful to me. So what's success to you? If it's money and buying a Tesla and getting married and shit, that's cool. Just know that you're chained to that for the rest of your life if you are truly happy with that. And I'm not going to apologize for that. I know people are like, oh, you know, do whatever works for you, blah, blah. It doesn't work for you, but you have convinced yourself that it does because if it didn't work for you and if you had to be forced to think and be and feel a different way you would fucking die early so you have to be chained to these structures and institutions because you yourself are that dense and that much of a slave so do it be it I mean we don't need people like you but if you are gonna be that person stay the fuck away from me I can't be friends with you but have fun with that and I'm sure, and, and, and I know you'll find a lot of people like you, um, the culture that is in a, that we operate right now, it's, it's made for people like you. So have fun, uh, rip it up, you know, good for you. But for those people, now this is for you. My podcast is for you. Um, for those of you that are out of bounds and are struggling with accepting it, loving it, understanding it, but know that it's for you inherently, I welcome, welcome, take a seat. Um, this is for you. This is for the true misfits, 
on Misfit Island. This is true. This is truly for people that don't really understand what's going on in the dominant culture, but know exactly what they want and need and require from the universe as a whole. That are magic in their own right, but there's no room for them in this world, in this society. Spoiler alert, you can still operate in this society and you can still quote unquote be successful in this society probably more successful than your counterparts but let me give you a little tip those people that are enslaved to those structures as soon as you master those structures on your own terms those people will come flooding into your life like ants and it is your job to make sure that you protect what you've built based on your terms so squish them ignore them wish them love and completely do what you got to do the people in your life that are with you out of bounds that have this bridge between you and the world that you have to unfortunately live in and allow you and give you the space and are so grateful for somebody like you in their life because you remind them of what it is to truly be free and they accept you and love you those are the type of people that you want in your life that you feel like you can be yourself with and you don't have to walk on eggshells on and you don't have to have this weird fucking attitude with or make yourself completely invisible and small around those those are the people that you want there's not going to be a lot of them i'm telling you right now this out of bounds trip this out of bounds journey is solo dolo and you will not attract people i guarantee you you will not you will attract a, okay back up you will attract everybody but nobody will understand you the way that you understand you and that needs to be enough that is the fuel for this journey that needs to be enough you need to be enough all right that's all i got i love you i love you i love you i love you Peace.